welcome to Pregnancy Confidential, week 35, a sneak peek at your future sex life. Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the editor of Parents. And with me today, I have... I'm Chandra Turner. I'm the executive editor of Parents. And... I'm Diane Dubrovner. I'm the deputy editor of Parents. And between us, we have uh, six children. So we've been there. And had lots I mean, of sex. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> our children are living proof of that. But also I'm going to creep out on a limb here and say we've also had a future sex life. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, you know, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about having sex when you're very pregnant and suggested that perhaps you'll want to try to squeeze in more sex before the baby comes, particularly if this is your first. But as the big day approaches, maybe in some far corner of your mind, you are wondering what all this baby making and baby having and baby birthing and baby nursing is going to do to your sex life after baby comes. So let's talk today a little bit about your recovery, the baby, the logistics, sleep deprivation, dripping milk. I mean, we're, we're going to get through it all. Um, but we're here to reassure you that there's lots and lots of moms out there who've had multiple kids. So that should reassure you that sex does continue. It'll just shift a little, both physically and emotionally, but not all for the worse. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But first, at week 35, we are going to tell you about your baby's size. So baby is pretty good size now. You know, we like to talk a lot about squash. Squash has been a constant theme. So what is our squash of the week? Anybody? Spaghetti. Spaghetti squash. A small, probably a smaller one. Or maybe... How about a little photo printer? Oh, one of the kind that you can carry it around with you? Yeah. Perhaps you'll need one of those after you have the baby. So if you want more details about what's going on with your baby constantly, all the changes that are happening in your body and your life, be sure to sign up for our daily pregnancy email at parents.com slash pregnancy daily, and we'll give you the scoop. Hey, everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Okay, let's get real about sex after baby. It's probably, let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah, right. So sex after baby might be at this moment the least of your worries because you're really focused on getting that baby out. Maybe you're feeling huge. But a healthy sex life with your partner is pretty essential to a healthy relationship. So it would be a good idea to think proactively a little bit about how are you going to bring the sexy back before you have to, because I guarantee you it's more difficult to be proactive after you have a baby. It's just really hard. So maybe prepare a little bit. You know, you conceived, so there's a pretty good chance that you had some sex around there. And so hopefully you are coming into your pregnancy and and new motherhood with a healthy sex life. But after you spend the day feeding and changing and swaddling and feeding and changing and swaddling, you might not 
really be in the mood, I think it's safe to say. Plus, there's this baby who needs constant attention. And then if you're nursing, you can kind of feel like your body isn't really your own. And so it's easy to kind of just put sex at the bottom of the priority list. Sleep. I mean, you're probably exhausted. You get into bed. The the last thing you want to do is have sex. Um, But you're probably going to get the all clear around six weeks postpartum if everything's going normally. So even if at that moment you don't feel like you're going to want to have sex, it's probably wise to go ahead and get yourself some birth control and give it a try. Your relationship, the health of your future relationship uh, may depend on it. And if nothing else, it'll help you fall asleep. (laughs) Right. I had a hard time getting into the mood because I was so sweaty. I don't know if this happened to you guys, but I was just, you know, there's all this fluid that you have to lose like one way or the other. And I just was just, I mean, my sheets would be soaked in sweat. And it was well, just that's like, per- like a hot flush kind of because yes. the hormones are yes, dropping exactly. or exactly. whatever they're doing at um, that point. And so like all of this water was coming out of me and it was just like not appealing to me or to my husband to be just like covered in this, just being like a hot mess. Um, <laughs> Literally. Yes. Um, but we did actually have sex on the six week mark once I got the thumbs up. It's kind of like having sex for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. You know, being scared if it was going to hurt and, you know, that, you you know, am I going to tear? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like it's very nerve wracking. And he's probably oh, no, totally. similar Just, to a high school kid, yes, too. Totally, like, totally. am I going to hurt her? Right. Yeah, I do. I do remember it being very trepidatious and just being so tired from being up. I was nursing and being up all night and finding it very hard. I I did not take the classic advice, which is that you have to kind of schedule sex, that you really have to, you know, put it in your calendar, which I just find to be crazy. Yeah, especially since I have people that can see my calendar at work. That would be really awkward. (laughs) Your your assistant, oh, look, she's having sex tonight. (laughs) She'll be in late tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Hilarious. That would be funny. But don't um, expect for it to be great the first time, I guess. No. You know, just um, and don't get, have high expectations. Don't have your lube. husband have or Me. your partner have high expectations. Because it's kind of like you have to get it over with until, you know, it can start getting good again. Right, right. I remember wondering if I should leave my bra on because my... <laughs> My breasts were just dripping milk, you know. Right, and they're so, so heavy. They're so yeah, heavy. They, they it's like flop around at all. Right. It's kind of yeah, hurts. And my breasts were like really ultra sensitive, so they were like off limits right. to my husband. So that was sort of Meanwhile, that. they're like so big and yeah, juicy. He's, he's like, like Sorry, what do you want? See, I want but those. Don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. I think one of the things you have to do is just be willing to talk about it. Like, I don't know, did you say to him like don't touch my breasts. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Diane doesn't doesn't beat around the bush. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think it's perfectly makes sense to acknowledge that your husband's desire to do this frequently um, may be greater than yours, and that's okay. And and you know, there are more than one way to skin a cat. So you have to talk about your anxiety yeah. with your partner. You know, the whole scheduling thing. I I think it's actually. Not always so bad. You don't have to actually literally put it in your calendar, but sort of say, like, okay, we're going to go to bed early tonight. And then you sort of have that in your mind. And you might do things differently over the course of the day, whatever those things are, if you know that that's coming (laughs) later. (laughs) Right. Go to bed early. Right. I'm not even talking shave your legs. Just just shower. (laughs) Change out of one nursing tank top into another one. Right. Right. I wasn't kidding. You do need to have probably some lube available. So maybe buy that at some point between now and six weeks postpartum. I was very nervous about 
getting pregnant again because mm-hmm. we didn't really get our act together in terms of temporary birth control. I'd been on the pill beforehand, and so that was a strange added dimension. Right. Yeah. You know, even though I was breastfeeding, I was like, well, it's still possible. It is still possible. So you have to think yeah. about that. Now, what did you do with the baby? Did you let the baby stay in the room? Sometimes they were in the room, like in a um, bassinet, but we had the crib set up both with both children from the get-go, and I put my baby to bed in the crib. You know, now the the wisdom is that you're supposed to be in the same room. That's one of the things they know helps deter SIDS. But at the time, that was not a common piece of advice. And so our baby slept in, in the crib. I would think people probably just do it with the baby in the room, right? Yeah, it's kind of like having the dog in the room, though. Yeah. It's just like a little weird. I don't have a dog. so <laughs> It's worse with the dog, so they just kind of look, look at you. The baby doesn't know what's going on. Right. You know, the other thing that we we often tell our readers, it's not necessarily going to be like it was before. Things are going to feel different physically, and you might need to have sex at different times or in different places. Or in different positions. Right. Or you might need to get a babysitter. Yeah. (laughs) Do some Kegels, tighten things up, right? It's definitely going to change, but you have to make it a priority. I knew some people who used to wake up. This was actually an article in Parents years ago. They were so tired at bedtime, they would go to sleep, but then they would wake up at two or three in the morning and have sex, and it was nice and cozy, and then they would fall back to sleep. I like that. That's sweet. Because you have to feed the baby usually around that time anyway when they're really little. Yeah. Get the baby a little feed. Let her go back to sleep. and Yeah. And get a little nooky. Be creative about your timing and your positions. So if you're worried about your post-baby sex life, we'd like to hear from you. Are you nervous at all? Tweet us at Parents Magazine with the hashtag Pregnancy Confidential. This week's Relax, You've Got This is about how to deal with some of pregnancy's more embarrassing moments, especially as you are wrapping up your nine months. As we've discussed in previous episodes, pregnancy can be one big TMI moment. From peeing when you sneeze to uncontrollable gas, it's hard to feel really sexy when you feel like a walking disaster ready to happen sometimes. But let's talk about some of the more common pregnancy problems and how to control them. Should we start with burping or constipation? Mm. I'd say either way, it's no big deal. (laughs) No one can belch as loudly as a pregnant woman. And some of the food you're probably eating around now can make it worse. Definitely, if you... If you want to lessen that gas, eat smaller, more frequent meals through the day and avoid fatty foods, avoid carbonated drinks. Gum. Avoid gum. Avoid yes, gum. gum. Right. Anything that makes you kind of swallow more air. But honestly, I think just relax and let it rip. I wouldn't sweat it too much. Yeah, you know, in the middle of a meeting, why not? <laughs> right. People will give just you a lot of leeway. <laughs> Now, <laughs> leaking pee on the other hand. Leaking, yeah, the smell won't get <laughs> You cannot relax about, about leaking pee. But no one will know except you. That's yeah. right. True. I so. pee all the time still and when I'm doing jumping jacks in my boxing class, and nobody knows but me. <laughs> now everybody knows. Now but. Everybody knows. <laughs> but seriously, you know, you're, you have these hormones. They're loosening up your pelvis. You're going to find even before you deliver the baby and for quite a while after, you're going to have a little Nine years situation, <laughs> situational incontinence. So that's where those Kegel exercises come in and possibly a few well-placed panty liners and just going to the bathroom more often so that you have less yes. in your bladder. Because if you let your bladder get really full, the, the leakage is going to get worse. That's for sure. My doctor said lean when you're when you're peeing, lean as 
forward as you can on the toilet, which is hard when you're, you know, pretty pregnant, to empty your bladder as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good tip. It's like squeezing it out. The irony, of course, is that on one hand, you're leaking pee. And on the other hand, you are very possibly also constipated. So (laughs) it can be painful. You know, if you've got any hemorrhoids, they could be made worse by this. So you need fiber in your diet beans, fruit, whole grains. And then you need to drink a lot of water to just help move things along. I have to say, I started eating dried plums, also also known as prunes, when I was pregnant with my first because I was just desperate to do something. And that's the kind of stereotypical you know, food. No, they're pretty tasty, actually. Yeah. They, they are, get a bad rep. They do. They're just like giant, yummy raisins. And now I love them. And I just, I snack on them. Not to excess, of course, because <laughs> you, you shouldn't eat too many. I think dried apricots have a little bit of the same effect, too. Oh, really? Actually. Oh, that's good. And, you know, a cup of coffee during the day can help with the constipation. And oh, that's they interesting. say that it's safe to have one cup a day. One cup a day. Yeah. So that does yeah. help. Um, acne. Sometimes acne has been the first tip-off I've had that somebody I know is pregnant. Hormones, hormones, hormones. That's right. That's right. So you can't use, you know, the stuff that you might normally use for acne. You certainly can't use any kind of vitamin A derivative, but also salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide. If you're at all unsure, check with your doctor about what acne medication you can use. Get some good cover-up. Right. And just kind of roll with it. It'll, It'll go away. It'll clear up. Hopefully also hemorrhoids, if you have them, will clear up. Those big blood vessels that can get dilated, they're itchy, they can hurt, they might even bleed. Some people have to have them surgically corrected during pregnancy. So they are related to our friend constipation. Don't push, as my my seven-year-old father will tell you. Right. (laughs) Don't push too hard. Don't push too hard. Save (laughs) your pushing for childbirth. That's right. Doing all the stuff we talked about that will help keep constipation in check will also help with hemorrhoids. And then leaking breasts. You're not just possibly leaking pee. You might be having milk or colostrum. Definitely don't wait till you've had the baby to get some nursing pads, and and you can control that. And it's good practice. And just avoid wearing white shirts. Just, just, Just don't. Right. But I have to say, you get a lot of leeway when you're pregnant. and But there's nothing like two round circles on your nipples <laughs> yeah. when you walk into a <laughs> More right. likely, actually, after you have the baby, it, it happens. Yes, you know, that's when you really yeah. have the volume yeah. to yes. create yes. some, some true leakage. And one of the more embarrassing things is that when I was pregnant in the summer, my legs, you know, because I gained so much weight, my legs would rub together. And it was like they literally, like, wouldn't move. <laughs> I could kind of waddle because it would stick, you know, because it's, yeah. like, sweaty. Yeah. So I actually had to buy, like, chafing cream that you could, like, put in between. You could also use deodorant, apparently. I saw mm-hmm. that as a, as a, as a tip one. Or you can, they yeah. sell it in the sporting goods stores mm-hmm. because the runners. Right, for runners. Yeah. Right, right. Because then, like, you know, your armpits and your boobs and stuff. But, like, so I used it on my inner thighs, and that was great. Then I could walk like an, a normal human <laughs> instead of waddling like a penguin. I think the good news is standing on the other side of it, I don't feel at all scarred by any of that crazy stuff that happens. And it just prepares you because being a mom, you have to talk about various bodily functions, yours, your children's, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to become part of your relationship and part of your life. And, and that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Right. So embrace the farting in the middle of the meeting. Yeah. And the You stained. go first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll take that up back at the office. That's it for Pregnancy Confidential. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Our engineer is Jason Gambrell. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. 
Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, or Instagram at, yep, you guessed it, Parents Magazine. And if you like the show, I hope you'll tell a friend and subscribe to us in whatever podcast app you love. And don't forget to leave us a rating or a comment because it helps other people discover our show. Unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode. You're almost there. Very few weeks left. If you want to race and peek ahead and see around the corner, you can go ahead and listen to the next week's episode right now.